0: Hello and welcome to the Rural Bookkeeping Podcast. This podcast shares bookkeeping tips, tricks and general business advice to help you grow your business. In case we haven't met, my name is Emily Cinderberry. I'm a rural bookkeeper, business improvement specialist, mum and farmer. I live on a property north of Condoblin in central west New South Wales and I'm passionate about supporting rural small businesses. Let's dive into today's episode. Torian, and thank you so much for joining me on the Rural Bookkeeping Podcast today. I'm really excited um, to go through some of the topics we've got scheduled. So I really want to have a chat um, about the juggle of business, rural life and motherhood and everything else we take on. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yeah, so I am so excited to be here today. So thank you for having me. I am the Rural Business Coach. So I work with rural and regional women across the country to discover flexibility and freedom that comes with self-employment. And I have been doing This kind of coaching for, oh gosh, I guess almost four years now. And it is my absolute favorite thing in the world. You might notice I have a little bit of an accent. I'm originally from Texas and I had a whole movie story, Hollywood romance of stopping a plane to run off with my Aussie farmer. And I found myself in the wheat belt of Western Australia with my business and my husband and two little boys. I love that.
0: And I um, have been following, following you very closely for a little while now and um, resonate very highly with everything you're doing. And I think a lot of our listeners um, are rural and regional women who are just like us, you know, trying to juggle motherhood, business, rural life and everything else. So um, I'm really excited for our chat um, to dive in and hopefully Uh, all our listeners can gain something too so um what tips have you got for us to better manage the juggle
1: yeah definitely so with my first son I did not realize how valuable support is and that when people say hey let me let me help you they actually mean they're they're willing to support you so I think my first My first tip is accept the help, like just accept it. When someone says, I'm running to town, can I bring you milk? The answer should always be yes. Uh, (laughs) I love that. It should um,
0: always. um, Yeah, slowly (laughs) learning that with a uh, three and a half, half month old baby so
1: um, yeah I'm learning to say yes as well <laughs> yeah it should all you always need the milk you always need the bread and someone else can do that because even now like loading two kids my my boys are four months and 14 months and loading them into the car just to run to town to get milk is the biggest pain and I have to do it, but if someone else is going to do it for me, yes, please. So I think when, especially in small country towns, like if someone's willing to do the work and support you, then, then say absolutely a hundred percent. Yes. Um, and if you are thinking about like support in general, support is, is the biggest commodity, I think, especially as, um, a working mother or mother juggling, Um, lifestyle and and business and kids, and there's just so much, but support is, is such a resource. So for me, support looks like having, um, I have a health coach who keeps me accountable for, um, everything. You know, we do blood work, we do all sorts of things and it's all online and it's fantastic. So I have a health coach. I have a cleaner who comes in and she comes every week and she is just an absolute gift from God. And I love her. I have a business coach who keeps me on track for, for my business. And then I have all the women that I work with, which are my clients and just working with them is an element of support, which is crazy in itself. But I think surrounding yourself with really good people can help you just manage the juggle because it's managing that mental load that we all carry.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, something like really important to have that network around us and um, something I'm definitely learning, but about about accepting that support, like you say, from all those different things to help you get ahead, I guess, like, um, The way to grow is by, by getting support, isn't
1: it? Whether it's in
0: business or life or, or anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially because we're time poor, like I don't want to spend, and it takes me hours to get anywhere, you know, it takes me two hours to go into the city. If I want to go to the city, um, because we're time poor, like I've got to maximize the time that I have and I don't want to spend it doing things that I don't love like cleaning. So that's why I have a cleaner. (laughs) Awesome. I love that.
0: Yeah, so I think um, any other top tips you've got just on that that topic before we move on to yeah so marketing?
1: I guess with managing the juggle, the other kind of tip that I've got is figure out early on, as early on in the in your business as you can, what your priorities are going to be, and ensure that everything that you're doing is aligned to. Uh, to you, Uh, you know, just the other day I got asked to quote something that was completely out of alignment. And I walked around for four days with this kind of extra addition to my mental load of this thing that I had to quote. And then I realized that's so out of alignment with who I am and what I want to do. And so the answer is no, I'm not even going to take the time to quote it because it, it's just so out of alignment. So I think when you're thinking about managing the juggle, if you can do things that are really aligned to your overall goals, your overall values, it helps make everything a lot easier.
0: Yeah. I think that's really important. And I've, um, <laughs> this is also another area that I've really been working on hard lately because I was um, and I think a lot of us are typically those people um, where we just say yes to not everything, but most things. Um, and I, I've i really found myself that having those goals um, and knowing exactly, you know, what your purpose is and what you're aiming for helps to get rid of those time wasters. And like you say, things that aren't in alignment. Um, so you don't spend four days walking around thinking about it when you realise that it's actually really not what you want to do and it's just wasting your time and mental space. So I think that's something we can all work on to improve because it will all help us.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think the more we can minimize our mental load, the easier the (laughs) juggle is. For sure. (laughs) Really
0: important, I think. Cool. So now let's uh, dig a little bit more into the marketing side of business because I know as well that that is um, one area of your expertise so can you explain the importance of having a strong online presence even out in the country
1: well I think that we just need to realize that in 2022 that we have the opportunity to really be more than a geographical business you know we have more opportunities than what our location presents us and so I think even if you're a brick and mortar store or you're an online business, I think having an online presence is absolutely essential because for a few reasons. One, it allows greater growth by having that greater visibility. So it allows you to have a larger stream of customers come in. If you are a brick and mortar store, it might open you up to the opportunity to bring in tourism or people that are passing through, traveling through, you know, I travel through tons of small country towns to go to other small country towns. And if someone has a really strong online presence, I naturally want to stop there. So it's not just about tourism. If you're saying like, oh, there's no tourists around here. Well, it doesn't have to be just tourism. Like there's plenty of people that will be just passing through naturally because of the way that uh, How transient we are in the country and that we usually have to go to larger towns, bigger cities, you know, we're usually on the road. So it makes sense for us to have an online presence so that people who aren't necessarily from our local area can actually find out about us. So there's so much opportunity and so much growth lies in having a really strong online presence. But if you are an online business owner based in the country, then holy moly, there is nothing stopping you from having, you know, a multi six figure business, seven figure business because literally the world is your oyster and then we could dive into like diverse income streams and how is a brick and mortar business you could have some business diversity and you could have some online offers and oh my goodness like I could just I could keep going
0: (laughs) yeah no I love that and I think it was really evident um particularly through early COVID stages um and and particularly like the buy from the bush movement it was really clear which businesses out in the bush and, like you say, those remote towns, I can think of quite a few businesses that really stand out and I can name off the top of my head because I've seen them online, whereas I probably wouldn't have known they existed um, in those towns before before I'd seen their online presence. So, And definitely next time, if I was ever going that way through those places, I would stop. Um, just because I've seen them online so I think um, it it does really highlight the ones that do have that online presence and that um, have they have been able to grow more because of that so I think it's really important if you're looking for growth um, to be in the online space.
1: Yeah like I think if If you're happy doing things the way you've always done them, then that's fine, but you're probably not listening to this podcast. So I'm just going to assume that everyone listening to the podcast does want to achieve some sort of growth. And so I think that the exploring it online is, is one of the easiest and lowest cost ways to do it as well, because, you know, it doesn't take that much time and effort to set up a Google My Business, for example, or to set up your Instagram and start posting and if you're intimidated by those things, it's not like you have to commit to doing it every day. You could do it once or twice a week. You could show up online. It's about picking a method- a methodology that works for you and then sticking with it so that your consistency builds that sort of trust with your audience.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I think too, also, there's probably some people um, thinking that scares me, The bit, you know, having to show up online. But there's a lot of ways um, and you can get support. And I'm just off the top of my head thinking the virtual KUI hub is an awesome place to go and find yourself a rural or regional virtual assistant that can help you with that online presence. Um, They don't have to be, you know, with you. They can do it from afar. So um, you can get help if if the thought of showing up online and getting started online scares you, that there are places to get that support. And, And that's another thing to save you time too, if you outsource it to someone
1: else. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for my, my virtual assistant, like she does so much for me and my business, just not even just from a visibility standpoint, but also just from the accountability of, I know if I'm not getting her certain things, then, then her work falls behind. And so it's just this lovely, natural accountability that comes from working with someone.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's an interesting space that we could do another whole topic on probably, isn't it? But um, yeah, that that accountability of if you were in business by yourself, um, having that virtual assistant to keep you accountable and moving forward, I think that's a really cool idea too.
1: Yeah, definitely. My virtual assistant definitely keeps me on track.
0: Awesome. And so finally, uh, let's have a chat about owning your niche. So could you explain to the listeners about what a niche is and why it's so important for our businesses?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I think when you have a niche, it's basically the the specialized segment or part of the market that, that your product or your service is designed for. So it's basically who your ideal customer is and then your offers are all designed for them. And I think a lot of people, especially if you're, you know, location based and you're location dependent, you might say, you know, I'll work with anyone or anyone is my niche. But there's actually so much power in saying, no, I'm going to be a little bit more specific. So let's say, like, you're a brick and mortar cafe and you'd say, yep, I want to serve coffee to anybody. But what if you got a little bit more specific and you had, you know, some really, uh, you had time for mother's groups to come in and you made it a really welcoming space for like the local women, local community, and you really focused on local, your cafe would undoubtedly grow because you were so local focused, catering to families, catering to the, the people's needs. Because you designed your product, or your service to cater to that niche rather than just kind of a, I'm going to say like a roadhouse coffee is going to be a completely different experience than like a beautiful cafe setting where you can bring your kids and you can play. They're sure they're serving the same thing. But it is a completely different experience because one has leaned into their niche, whereas the other's niche might be, you know, truck drivers. So owning your niche is about designing your products and your services to be extremely aligned to those people that you're serving. And I think growth lies in that niche. You know, it, your offers and your services, if you can create them and curate them for a niche, you're going to have so much more growth rather than just having kind of a blanket offer or a blanket opportunity for someone to work with you.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think too, just um, relating this also, because I know we've got some farming clients that listen to this podcast. So um, that can even, I, I know um, some farmers often think, oh, that's, it's not applicable to me, the online presence and the owning your niche. But really it is because if you can, um, you know, create your beef to target a certain market, um, you know, you you might receive a higher premium. So there is definitely um, benefit across all industries and businesses. Um, you know, whether you are a cafe or a farmer or, a, you know, whatever business, um, or if you're fully online, I think it, it all of these principles are applicable right across the board.
1: Absolutely, I think having a niche is not just about the people you serve but it's also about the offers that you're creating and so if you are a premium beef farmer then it is about um that whole brand that you've created as well
0: and I think too just tying it back to our first chat about the juggling everything we do if if we are focusing and really honing in and we're really clear on our niche that can also um distract us from those bright shiny objects that I and plenty of other people tend to um, tend to take on. So I think that's a really good way of thinking about it. If you're really clear on your niche and, and your services and products and your, your audience, it'll, it'll stop you adding things to your plate that aren't necessary and targeting
1: all sorts of wild things. Yeah, definitely. It'll keep you focused.
0: Yeah, cool. Any final um, points on those three things before we go into some quick questions? No, I think we covered it pretty well. Awesome. Well, let's kick off. I've got a few quick questions. So what's your favorite quote?
1: If you love what you sell, all you sell is love. And that is by Jen Sincero. I wouldn't say it's my favorite quote, but it is one of my favorite quotes.
0: Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, love in
1: business is important, I think.
0: And when you're not working on your business, where would we find you?
1: At the moment, I am in DIY Tory mode, and I am renovating my bathroom. So, at the moment, in my bathroom, (laughs) with paint.
0: Oh, that's exciting! Well, we'll all have to. um, Everyone will have to jump on and follow you, and you'll have to post
1: us some updated photos. There will be (laughs) some before and afters happening on my Instagram for sure.
0: Sounds good. And if you could recommend something for the listeners to read, listen, or watch, what would it be?
1: Ooh. Okay, so. I'm going to recommend two things. So one I just mentioned, Jen Sincero, you're a badass at making money. It's one of her books. It's fabulous, fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um the other is come listen to my podcast if you love podcasts cuz you're obviously listening to one, Big Ideas Rural with Tori Kopke and it's lots of fun. And It is I lots
0: have- of fun and you've got some <laughs> great topics that you explore on there. I'm an avid listener of it, I'll have to admit.
1: Yes. New podcast every Friday. So it's lots of fun for me to make. Cool. And then, so finally, where can people find and connect with you? Yeah. So I am on Facebook, Tori.copkey, I'm on LinkedIn, Tori Copkey, and I'm on Instagram, tori.kopke and my website (laughs) Kopke. I also have a really cool Facebook group that you can come and join if you're a woman in business the hub for regional and rural women in business
0: awesome I'll make sure I pop all those links in the uh, notes for this show but also I just wanted to touch on um, for our rural listeners I know you've got the power project happening do you want to just give a little quick summary of what that is in case any of our listeners are interested
1: yeah, definitely. So the Power Project is my group coaching mastermind, and it is a six month container with women from all across the country. We come together to really explore how to maximize the flexibility and freedom and profit of an online business.
0: Awesome. Well, I, I'll make sure the links are in the notes and um anyone can jump on and have a look at that. So thanks so much for joining me today, Tori. It's been great. Thank you. It's been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Rural Bookkeeping Podcast, hosted by Emily Cinderberry. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why don't you click on over and leave an honest rating and review? Or take a screenshot and share it on your stories and tag us at EJS Business Services. Thanks for listening.